We should just include the clip of me crying, right? <laughs> That'd be great. Just be, there's my reaction. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Hello, and welcome back to Shelf Checkout. I'm Araceli. And I'm Sonia. And today, finally, we are doing, it's been a few, one to two months, somewhere around there. A month and a half or so. Um, since we did our Pick Each Other's DVR mm-hmm. genre flip. So today, we have read them, finally, and we are here to, some of us read them, um, we are here to talk about what we thought, what were our ideas. There were feelings. Yes. There's so many. Sonia had many feelings. Sonia had a lot of feelings. <laughs> Sonia That's went through some stuff. That's what happens when you read my books. They really are, though. Mm-hmm. Your book should come with disclaimers. Like, yes. be emotionally prepared. Because you're about <laughs> to go on a fucking ride. <laughs> just saying. Um, but first, we are going to talk about what we just read or have been reading other than these books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just finished The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, I want to say is how you yeah. say his name. So good. I think everyone should read it. Ever. In mm-hmm. the entire world. Read the book. It's really good. Briefly, it is about a lady who commits suicide. And when she does, she awakens in this library called The Midnight Library that houses infinite books. And they're the infinite lives that she could have had if she'd made a different choice or decision and it's like the really big stuff like i wish i told my dad i loved him before he died or i wish i'd become this or become that to like even really small ones of like i wish i had taken this job or got this cat or something you know something different but there's also the book of regrets that is every Mm. regret she's ever had in her life and it's like oh even the big ones the small ones the ones that are there not there and she just has to like pick books and go into those lives and see if any of them suit her and if that's the life she would like to continue because her root life she just committed well she attempted to commit suicide she just so that's is there another life that she would have wanted and it's her kind of exploring these lives and it was really really good because it's one of the type of introspective books which i didn't really expect i didn't know much about this going into it but i had said i wanted to read more books like that like Mm -hmm. that were introspective made you think and this was definitely one of them, but it did it in a way that didn't feel dry. It wasn't, yeah, like, overly depressive. or Like, there's just a lot there, mm-hmm. and a lot is happening. And it's sad, but it's good. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give a lot away. Mm-hmm. But it was a very, very good book. I would recommend it to anyone at yeah. any point in their life who's dealing with anything. Um, it does make you think a lot. It does, yeah. I went on a whole... And not in a bad way. I went on a whole monologue this morning about how it made me think, which is great because my friends are my captive audience. (laughs) But um, no, it really does. Like, it makes you think about even, not even regrets, but like things that you kind of wish you had done differently Mm -hmm. or kind of like what would have happened if, what would have happened this. But it, I don't know, it all kind of ties back together in the end. And it was just really good. Mm. It was very well written. And I really, really want to read more by him because of that. Very quick read, very short chapters. I'm currently reading it, so I haven't finished it yet. But did you read the audiobook or? I didn't, and I kind of wish I had because 
I didn't again I knew nothing going into this book I just mm. knew that um she committed suicide and that she was in a place where it was like all her lives that was it mm-hmm. I didn't know anything else I didn't know it was set in London so mm-hmm. I didn't know she was English and then she meets people along the way who have accents and she goes to different places and things and I kind of wish I would have got that I did get the audiobook and I'm listening it to it on that and it's narrated by a somewhat well-known actress Carrie Mulligan and she does a really good job and she has a beautiful accent mm. I shall say See, I kind of wish I would it's one that I'm going to read again mm-hmm. I know it is so maybe I'll do audiobook next time yeah because there's a lot of places she goes and a lot of accents and I feel like they all kind of add to it so mm-hmm. So, are you, did you just finish anything? Because you said you're reading oh. that, right? Yes, I am reading that. Um, but I also did just finish uh, Cinder by Marissa Meyer, which I did not realize was about. I mean, not like predominantly, but it is. It plays somewhat of a role. Uh, it's about a pandemic as well. So that was an interesting surprise that I didn't know. I was like, this is going to be sci-fi about robots and the future. Cool. That's the only reason I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Because I'm like, uh, no. Um, but basically, it's a Cinderella retelling set in the future in, I think it was New Beijing, mm-hmm. about androids, with the protagonist being an android. Cinderella is an android. Um, and I thought it was going to be a standalone. It's not. I thought it was going to be like the Graceling series, that it's a series, but all the books like are their own story. Oh. And they take place in the same world. It's not? I thought it, like, I thought they kind of tied in a little bit, but this is like, you have to continue. Yeah, you know, oh. this is, you have to continue. Because at the end of the first book, nothing has been resolved. Oh, that would drive me crazy. I didn't mind it. But I did really, really like it. I like the, I don't know, I just liked her voice, Cinder's voice, and then her relationship with the prince. Um, it was cute. It felt weird. Because it was kind of out of nowhere, but it did feel natural. Hmm. Man, I really want to, like, I want to like it and want to, Mm -hmm. I want to want to read it. Because I like fairy tale retellings, but I just, uh, I can't. Maybe one day. Although your review does not make me. (laughs) It wasn't exactly glowing, so I'm like, oh, that can probably wait. Uh, I enjoyed it. I finished it. So, you know how I am. Mm -hmm. If I don't like something, (laughs) which you will find out later. (laughs) All right, so now so, that we've done our recap of what we were just reading or have finished, we're just going to go straight into our genre flip reviews. They're not going to be full reviews. It's more mm-hmm. what we felt. Yes. Did we like them or did Ratings. we hate them? <sighs> See, I'm already <laughs> a little bit dreading this because, God, there were a lot of emotions. Okay, so to begin, the book you chose for me that I would like was Sorcery of Thorns. Yes. By... Margaret Rogerson, I want to say. That lady. Um, I really liked it. <laughs> Which I'm a little bit upset about. Yeah, you I did. wanted to not like it. But it was re- it was really good. I did. I enjoyed mm-hmm. I'm such a nerd. I enjoyed the librarian aspects. Yes. So I was like, oh, she does transfers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did that too. <laughs> um no, but I enjoyed how like the world was set up and like the magic in the books mm-hmm. and everything. Like that was it was really good. Mm-hmm. World, building, world building for a standalone. I really enjoyed it. The characters, though. So I did really like this book. I think I gave it a four, four and a half out of five. Because mm-hmm. it was really enjoyable. I did yeah. like it. Um, I did expect 
as much as I was enjoying the world, I did expect to like the main characters more than I did. Yeah. Because I did like them. They were good. Mm-hmm. I've already forgotten their names. <laughs> Nathaniel. Nathaniel Thorne and uh, the librarian girl. <laughs> but they were good. Yes. <laughs> you know, they weren't like, ah, great. However, there's one character. I do remember his name. Silas. Oh. He should have been, the, this whole book should have been about him. Mm-hmm. I want a book about him. And that was surprising. Because as much as I liked the book and did enjoy it in the world and mm-hmm. how everything worked, and the actual story itself was good, Yeah, I thought I would like those main characters. I thought I'd be more invested in them. Mm-hmm. And they were good, but it was Silas who I was he like. He stole the show. Completely yeah. amazing. I want a whole story. Mm-hmm. The ending even. You know how I am with closure. Yeah. I'm not going to give much away. Didn't mind it. Yeah. Because I fucking love them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was really good. Um, as far as the pacing of the story, it felt like a lot packed into one book. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned this too, that yeah. it felt like it could have been multiple books. Like this could have been a series that mm-hmm. she really wrote out more, but it was just all in one book. Mm-hmm. Because you get to like this, what you think is the climax, and then... That there's happens, more, yeah. and then there's still more, and then you mm-hmm. get another, and it's still more. And I'm like, I was looking at the end of the book, not because, like, oh, when is this going to be over? But, like, how much what else is going to happen? Because yeah. <laughs> shouldn't this be, like, the end? <laughs> no, but I did. I liked the main characters' dynamics together. It was good. It was a really good book. I did like the story. I would like to read more by her, because I feel like she did really good in developing mm. it. Um, but also, just if she ever comes out with a Silas book, I'm there for it, man. He was such a good character. Yeah, he was. <sighs> I feel so uh, much for him already. I think his main thing was his relationship with Nathaniel. You know, like, that was good, but I also just liked how freaking, like, how honest he was. Because mm. he's like, I'm a demon. Don't expect more from me. I'm not a good person. This is what I am. If you knew what I really was... <laughs> You would, you would like be very, very scared, mm-hmm. but also like he didn't care. About him. Yeah. I did. I really liked him because he did really care about him, and he didn't know that he just wants redemption. <laughs> he needs a book. <laughs> Sorry, I'm feeling a lot more. It's all coming back now. <laughs> she just started yelling. I apologize for the audio. Oh, wait till we get to the next book. It's gonna be bad. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> But just, it was a really good character. So, mm-hmm. good book, good character. Four, four out of five stars. Yes. I will read my emotions back in to keep it short. <laughs> How about your book? Uh, so, the book that Sonia picked for me that she thought I would like was What If It's Us by Becky Bertelli and Adam Silvera. Um, so, I did really like that one, actually. I think I gave it almost four stars. 3.75. Mm. It was really cute. And that was about Simon and Arthur, who run into each other at a post office in New York one time, and they have kind of like a little bit of a spark when they're interacting with each other, and it's, I guess, supposed to be about fate. That is one thing that I, the way it was described in the summary and the way you talked about it, I thought it was just like a thing where like they kept randomly running into each other and like fate brought them together. But no, (laughs) that is not what happens. These boys stopped. (laughs) (laughs) One like vaguely like looked for him and then the other one just like hunted him down. (laughs) Like I will find him (laughs) in this city full of millions of people. And he does. You got to do what you got to do. I'm saying you can't let that spark go. (laughs) 
Um, so that was an interesting aspect, but it's just about two boys who meet, they kind of have a spark, and they become obsessed with each other, um, and then meet again, and how their relationship goes from there. I did really like it. They were so cute, both of them, separately, individually. I liked their characters. Arthur is like a ham, so He's that's so great. cute! Um, I loved all the pop culture references. Like, Arthur's is more, like, geeky. Not geeky, like but, like... Broadway. More, nerdy, like, nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Like, into show tunes and all that, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. And then Ben is more, like, geeky, mm-hmm. like, into games and stuff like that, which I also appreciated. So it's, like, both... Best of both worlds. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had a very interesting relationship. They, they both have issues, um, so that was fun to go with them with. I will say the ending kind of upset me, which is why it's not a four. I was fine with it, surprisingly. If I'm here for a romance, I want good things. It was about them as people. No. No? No. Okay. (laughs) It's all good. Um, They were cute, though. They were really cute, yeah. After everything they went through, you would want, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was my thoughts. I did really enjoy it. Did you do the audiobook for that one? Uh, yes, I did. I really liked the audiobook. Yeah, I did too. I liked it. Showed you their different personalities because um, Arthur like talks a mile a minute. He's so cute. <laughs> and then Ben is just like so, like the way he speaks is like he's so slow at formulating chill, words. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I liked. it. I really thought it was cute. I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. Again, if you hadn't, I'd be crying in the corner right now. Because <laughs> as much as I like. I didn't like, it's not like one of my favorite books, but it's a cute book. Yeah, it so is. Good feelings. Mm-hmm. On to bad feelings. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Because mine's going to be... Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so my book that Sonia picked for me that she didn't think I would like, which kind of turned out to be right. Success. Um, was Once in Future Witches by Alex E. Harrow, um, which I did not finish. <laughs> It's, job, you were kind of right, yeah. Um, the reasons why, I think the historical, yes. Um, the sister thing was like, eh. Like, I didn't mind it, but also I didn't like the way... I have a big thing about loyalty. Mm. And the way the book starts out, the, the sisters all do terrible things to each other. And then you cut to the middle, and they're supposed to be fine. And I'm like... No, no. I'm remembering something that you were ranting about. Yeah, the disloyalty among the sisters. Yes. Okay. I was like, no. Um, so that I didn't like. Um, and I forget, what was the other reason you thought I wouldn't like it? Um, I thought you wouldn't like the political aspect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it is about three sisters who, um, in this world, that is one thing I did like, the witchcraft aspect of it. And in this did world, you? I thought you would Set in the, like, 1800s or something. I don't know. It's like an alternate reality pastime mm-hmm. um, where they're in New Salem. And apparently magic witches had existed in a, on a large scale in this world. And back in the day, the church had um, sought out all the witches and got rid of them. But the three... I forget what they're, they're called. They were called, but, like, the three original witches or whatever, which is the crown, the maiden, and the mother, had hidden away the Lost Way of Avalon, that's what it's called, um, which is basically all the... Magic? Magic, okay. yeah. Um, had hidden away before they had gotten them. 
so it was hidden somewhere and it was just about people could try to find a way to bring it back okay. and what it insinuates is that in old Salem like the original Salem they had found a way to do that but still somehow gotten defeated again by the church and so in the beginning of this book um, the three sisters somehow end up in the same city together and the oldest sister who is a librarian who is actually the crone um, which is great we for do us. not appreciate that stereotype <laughs> Um, finds this old spell that her their grandma used to say to them, which is actually the start of the spell to bring back the Lost Way of Avalon. Well, that's cool. And she um, recites it, um, and that starts to bring it back, but they don't have the end of it. So, and because they're all in the same city, and because um, the middle sister is pregnant, so she is a mother, and then the youngest one is the maiden, and they have to be sisters, that was another thing, another part of the spell is that they have to be sisters. There have to be three sisters. So they're like in the perfect time and place to make yeah. it happen. And so it starts the spell, but then they can't finish it. So they're like left in the middle of the spell. And it's about them coming together to try to find the lost way of Avalon. While at the same time, in the oppressive time they're in, they're mm-hmm. trying to fight back against the man and like feminist the rights. The patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is so uninteresting. Just bring back the magic. <laughs> and then also trying to mend their fractured relationship with what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did like, though, because I found it refreshing. That's the word I'm trying to think of. Um, the oldest sister, who was a librarian, is a lesbian. Huh. So I was like, ah. Oh. Isn't that interesting, though, that, like, when you read historical books and they are LGBTQ, it's like, mm-hmm. you know they existed, but you don't read about them so yeah. that is always kind of like a different take for mm-hmm. some reason but yeah I got about halfway through stuff was happening it was it was interesting but it wasn't like I didn't want to come back to it like when I was reading it I was like this is nice but when I was not reading it there wasn't anything that was like oh I need to keep reading that mm-hmm. And um, by the middle of the book, they had accomplished what I thought the whole point of the book was going to be. So then you're like, what's what? What else is there? Like, and I also like, I don't think I ever really attached to any of the characters. Like, I wasn't really invested Mm -hmm. in any of them in particular. So I also like didn't care that much what was going to happen to any of them. I don't know. It's just like it wasn't really. I didn't. It wasn't really that interesting to me. I did, like I said, like the witchcraft aspect, though, because it's kind of like witchcraft never really went away from this world, and so it's taught to girls, but it's like small things, like how to like make sure your shoes are always clean and like tie shoelaces and stuff like that. So it's that. become more like little household charms type of thing. Yes, and the way that it's passed on, it's like in little like nursery rhymes or little huh. jokes and things like that. And there's always, like, at the beginning of a chapter, there's always, a, like, a little rhyme that is has to do with it. I really like that aspect of it. So what's your rating? Because I feel like I might read it, like, if mm. I was in the mood. I, I can't read it. I haven't, didn't finish well, it. What you read, what can you read? Three. Hmm. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, I didn't particularly love it. Well, it's not bad. Yeah. On to mine. <laughs> <laughs> this book, the book you picked for me. Book Araceli picked for me. I'm very excited. Was Chaos Walk? No, Chaos Walking is a series. Yeah. What's the name of this? The Knife of Never Letting Go mm-hmm. by Patrick Ness. Yes. 
You know, I said I've never credited a book before <laughs> to any listeners who are listening. Um, that is no longer true because this fucking book. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It was a very good book. My rating was a 4.5 or 4. I think it was 4.5. Mm-hmm. I refuse on principle to give it five stars. <laughs> I think that's what you did for Change the Dreamer, too. Because of the ending, yes. <laughs> um, very well written. Petty. Very, very good characters. Who I went into it not expecting to hate it because you do pick very good books. So I was like, this is going to be good. You're a liar. No, I did. I really <laughs> did. I was like, this is going to be good. However, when I was starting it, I was like, I didn't think I would connect with the characters. Because he was a young boy who was 13 to 15. I don't know. Somewhere. The age is weird. Yeah. Um, And I was just like, and your books are sad. So even though they're good, Mm -hmm. I still felt like I wasn't going to connect to it. I was so wrong. (laughs) Within like the first, I don't even know how many pages automatically. I was like, this poor boy. (laughs) He's gone through so much. I feel so bad. And then there's a dog. Oh. I'm not going to talk about much. (laughs) Because it's so sad. <laughs> anyway, the characters, no spoilers. the characters are very, very well written. Um, you do feel so much for these characters and uh, mm-hmm. specifically just everything that Todd has gone through. So really quick synopsis, because this is also coming out as a movie, which I'm now very excited. <gasps> yes. So but excited. also very <laughs> apprehensive and like dreading a little bit mm-hmm. um, because it has Tom Holland. Daisy Ridley. And I'm just, there's so, no, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> there's any tears. Oh, my God. No one look at me in the theater. Okay, anyways, the synopsis of the book. Um, so the book is about Todd, who is, so it takes place on another world, which you find out really soon in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, Todd is a orphan boy who is raised by, <laughs> he is, he's an orphan. He's an orphan boy. He's <laughs> Um, Todd is an orphan who is raised by these two guys. So he grows up in this town that only has men. There are no women because the women have been wiped out mm-hmm. due to this illness that they say that the aliens that were the alien race that was there. Well, they're not alien. The, technically, the they're race. the native. Yeah. yeah. So that the native race um, released when the earth settlers, I assume the earth, when the humans got there. Yeah. And. So there was kind of like a war territory type thing. And um, they say that the natives released this illness. It wiped out all the women and made it where the men can hear each other's thoughts and the thoughts of animals. Basically, they yeah, they can never like hide their thoughts. Everything is heard and it's very hard to have secrets. But it also is just kind of a dark place that he lives in because mm. they're men and they have very dark thoughts. Um, and, and then something weird. Find out later. <laughs> yeah, something weird is going on with like the mayor of the town. And um, anyways, Todd is—he's the last boy. So they turn into they're like made men, or become men. They go through like a ceremony type thing. Yeah, like a ritual. At the age of thirteen. Yes. So Todd's the last boy, and he's not excited or anything he's just like he's going to be a man soon and then Mm -hmm. you kind of get the sense that there's like more to it Mm -hmm. because of the things that Todd overhears there's a crazy ass priest who we're not going to get into (laughs) um anyways Todd's out with his dog Manchi and he's out in the swamp and he stumbles upon a girl Mm -hmm. because he hears silence and that's so weird because 
it's never silent with all the noise because mm-hmm. the noise is what they call reading other people's thoughts and things like that. Yeah. Um, but he finds silence. And then when he gets to it, because it's so unsettling for him, it turns out it's a girl. And that kind of just sets this whole thing off because he finds her and then people find out that he knows that she's there. And it's just like this whole thing where they end up having mm-hmm. to leave. And it's just it was a very long journey. It's yes. a very emotional journey oh my god and your heart just breaks for todd the entire time because it's like he finds out that something that he always believed in is a lie and then you're like okay several well i'm like you're like okay so he's just trying to survive then he finds out something else is a lie and then he finds out something else is and it's like what more can this boy go through (laughs) so you go through this very long book i never really what was the female character's name again Violet. Okay. She, she kind of rubbed me the wrong way the whole entire time. Because it was very, like, mm. she showed up and she knew, like, they're, they knew better than these primitive yeah. humans who mm-hmm. were, even though they're the same race and everything. Um, but she did kind of grow on me, too, just because of everything that she suffered. And it's, they're just, like, two lost kids teenagers who are just trying to make it through Mm -hmm. but they have to make it through so much yeah it's so bad (laughs) this book Um, oh it just gets better sonia no it doesn't because then you get to the ending i ain't gonna give it away but let's just say i was not happy (laughs) when this book was over so much so that i refused to give it five stars and kind of don't want the second one out of principle. I was going to ask, when are you going to start the second book? Son? I don't want to. I'm so mad. You, you know what I don't want to, though? Because so I know it's going to get worse. It's not going to be like... So good, though. Oh, my God. It's not going to be like, okay, he's they're, they're at whatever stage, whatever place, and like now they just need to keep surviving, and like they're going to build on these characters. No, they're going to build on these characters. They're going to do it by putting them through so much worse. And mm-hmm. I... I mean, one, yes. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> you don't like her, though. <laughs> I feel like Todd's not going to be great either. I just, this is going to be a bad time. And it's going to, I know it's going to be a good book, but I know it's going to be a bad time. And that first one. See, now I just want to reread it. Was bad enough. <laughs> the second and third one are so bad. That first one was so bad. <laughs> it was so good. It was a good book. It was a good book. But the thing that happened, I have never cried <laughs> like that at a book. I don't think anything else would get you as much. I think it was just this specific. What it was. Yeah. Anyways, very good book. Ending pissed me off. Which, I don't mind when a book pisses. Because like, like, yeah. then it got your emotion. Like, you mm-hmm. were into it. If it's able to affect you that much. So it was a very good book. I refuse to give it five stars on principle. <laughs> 4.75. Maybe even 4.9. I'm, I'm not giving it the satisfaction <laughs> of five stars. That one point? Yes. Give it... <laughs> It emotionally affected me very deeply. But it's a very, very good book. Just for a book that I was supposed to hate, that has all of the elements. That you don't generally read. At one point I did hate the book. I put it down and was like, I'm not I'm not reading this. <laughs> I was very upset. Okay, so those were our thoughts on the books that we read and some part read. So now we're moving on to our bookish query. Those were our thoughts. Uh, This is a fun experiment. If you guys want to try it with your friends, 
I think we had a decent time. I do too, because even though, like, even not finishing the book, mm-hmm. you experience a little bit of like, oh yeah, this is this is why I don't like this. <laughs> but also, like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's aspects of it that were interesting, yeah, yeah, and it's definitely not something I would have picked up otherwise. So I'm trying I don't to do more of that. The other one, either mm-hmm. the one that I did like, <laughs> but it's so cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know. I do recommend it if you have someone that you want to do this with definitely do it if not just pick up a book that you're like yeah i would never read that and mm-hmm. just start it go to the library they're free you don't have to buy them mm-hmm. and then do or that. um if you'd like send us an email what kind of genres that you normally like and we'll pick you something that i would love to do that would be similar but a little bit different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just help you branch out a little bit more i would yes. love to do that Send us an email. At bookshelfcheckout at gmon.com. Put in the email if you want to absolutely hate this book or if you're just, like, looking for something new. I'll do both. Um, So now we're moving on to our bookish query, which is, um, would you rather read a book where the main character is a lot like you and you relate to them or where the main character is completely different from you? (sighs) I feel like I know your answer. (laughs) I feel like you do, too. (laughs) I don't know. Because I think... God, I can never just answer these straightforward. I'm sorry. But let's just just go through the mind that is Sonya. I think there's a lot to be said Mm -hmm. about reading characters who you relate to. Because I think that's why so many people read, especially as young people who need people to look up to and, like, Mm -hmm. want to experience stories. And it's one of the reasons I love reading. But... I've also, as a, as a young reader, mm. was more escapist and, like, wanted to read about things that, like, like, even Harry Potter, like, things that would never happen and I couldn't mm. relate to, that was more what I read. Now yeah. that I'm older, I'm trying to read more that I can relate to in some way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure of my answer. I feel like yours is probably relate. Yes, it yeah. is. Um, I, I don't know if it, like, I intentionally started out that way. I think it's kind of grown into that. Because I think when I was younger, too, like, I would spend hours, not hours, but, like, <laughs> I was less picky, so it would take me, like, 20 minutes. Um, I would just read the summaries, and then if I found one that sounded interesting, I would take that book. So this is the type of reader I feel like I still am. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to really, really like the summary now to want to read it. And it, it's usually, like, two or three times that I've seen it. And I'm like, all right, I'll read that. <laughs> but, yeah, I have found that I tend to... I don't know if it's, like, a byproduct of... I think I was a, a lonelier child, and so I would want... I think it's, like, the misery likes company, so you're, like, you want someone that's similar to you mm-hmm. so that you can feel less alone, you know? That's why a lot of people read. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, a push for more diversity in books. It's so that you even just simply have someone who looks like you yeah. as a character. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of value in that. But I feel like as, just personally, me as a reader has always been more, I'll read whatever sounds slightly interesting. Because I know there's so much more than just me, as narcissistic yeah. as I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying... <laughs> No, it's fine. I mean, I've just, um, like, I don't know. 
Mm. To me, the, the the exploratory part of reading has always been what I feel like drew me in. Mm. But now that I'm older, I've recognized the value more. Of, and I think it was also because there weren't, I felt like there weren't characters like me. Mm. I think for me, like on the surface, because a lot of my favorite books are my favorite books because I relate to them so much, mm -hmm. even though it's not in the regular way. Like, like it's not like they're just like you, but there's an aspect of them. Yes. Like, Ready Player One, he's like a teen boy going into his 20s who's obsessed with the 80s. But I related because of the, like, fan culture and also because he feels so alone in his world mm -hmm. that he has to escape to the internet to find people mm -hmm. like him, even though... So, like, on the surface, we're not very much alike, but emotionally, I feel like we were very similar. I, yeah, I feel like as a part, even even if you are more of a reader like me who wants to explore a lot more, there's got to be a connection. Because mm -hmm. now I'm thinking about like the books that I absolutely loved as a kid. So Hermione from Harry Potter, I, re I related to a lot, but mm -hmm. I didn't want to. I wanted to be one of the cooler ones. <laughs> um, Hermione is super cool. I mean, cool. now, but as a about? kid, I didn't think so. What a bitch. I mean, I did after, like, you know, when she gets cooler. But anyways, um, <laughs> that's the thing. See, I think me not liking myself as a kid, I didn't want to see it in mm. books. I wanted something more. Um, but, like, Anne of Green Gables, I absolutely loved. And she was, looking back, I relate a lot because she's very overdramatic and very <laughs> emotional and very, she exaggerates so much and always, like, strives to be the best and... Mm. At the time, I didn't think I related. <laughs> I was just like, she's awesome. She now, made you who you are, I'm apparently. like, mm, yeah, I, I kind of see that. She talks a lot. Um, but no, yeah, even like Babysitter's Club. The character I related to the most was Claudia, who, you know, was the artistic one and wanted to do other stuff, but was kind of expected to do. I mean, I did get the good grades, but like, it's just, you do kind of find those little parts of different characters that... Yeah. You relate to. And I think that's a part of all reading, but I don't know. I still feel like my answer is like, it'd be interesting to read someone who's nothing like me to learn more about them. Yeah. I would be interested in seeing like, if I like them, like if I end up mm -hmm. liking them, because I feel like right now all the characters that I like, it's because I relate to them somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't think of any that are like completely opposite that I love. Really? Yeah. So I'm curious to see if I would, like, like them. I don't know, because now I'm like, are there any that I do feel like are an opposite that I love? Belle was another one, which was a TV, which was a movie, but mm -hmm. I'm sorry, now I'm just thinking, like, I loved her, but she loved books, and no one else understood it, and I'm like, mm -hmm. that was me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I still go back to, I feel like you're right. Like, there are little aspects in all these mm -hmm. characters that you do relate to, and that's why you connect with them. Yeah, like, Lasso, Stranger Dreamer. I tend to like evil characters sometimes. Anti-heroes. I don't think that says what anything about, about me. What's his face? Um, Victor? Yes. Oh, he's amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you relate to about Victor? His denial? Um, no. Delusion? He's amazing. <laughs> How is revenge? <laughs> is vengeance? I'm not even gonna lie. He does not let it go. Neither do I. 
Um, he also strives to be the best and is very curious about the world around him. Mm. He's also a pure, innocent soul who's never no. done anything, and I relate to that so much. Yeah, right. I mean, he does care about the people who are near him. You know, like, he cared about the girl. As long as they're not in his way. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do, okay? <laughs> Would I kill... People to get my own way. No, he, he killed her sister, even though he knew. You know what? Because she was evil. Upset her. Okay, he didn't let her know because he didn't want to upset her. <laughs> He's very caring. <laughs> he see how considerate that was. <laughs> also, You're she ridiculous. was evil, so I'm just you know. She could have been redeemed. No, she couldn't. No, she could she not. She was already starting to not like Eli. Sorry. By the way, we're talking about. <laughs> Vicious. Vicious by B.E. Schwab. Yeah. Um, I, no, I don't think she could have. She was very <laughs> manipulative from the start. She was manipulative from the start. Mm-hmm. She tried to kill her sister. Nope, you lost me at that point because she didn't try to just do it once, she tried to do it twice. When she was she... literally looking for her sister again, not to save her, I... to kill her. Mm-hmm. So no, there's no. Yeah, but she was starting to have doubts. She was not. She was. She was not. She was even controlling Eli. She told her sister to leave. Did you forget that part? She, no. <laughs> no, I didn't forget it, but I still didn't trust it because she turned around and did the same damn thing. So no. No. I don't, I don't believe no, it. No, I mean, at the end, she told her sister to leave. I still don't trust that bitch. Nope. Victor was right. He's done nothing wrong. <laughs> ridiculous okay I don't think so. anyway do i relate to him maybe a little bit <laughs> not a lot a lot but you know anyway my answer to the question <laughs> is i think it's more interesting to read about characters who aren't like you so okay. i think i'll go with that i think i agree it is more interesting but i the characters i tend to attach more to are the ones that i relate to um all right so that was it you got reviews of now five books because there's a little bit of vicious in that one. Um, so we're it. So you got even more for your book with this one. Anyway, uh, that's it for our podcast today. So if you want to get in touch with us to well, either for book recommendations, um, like we talked about, you can mm-hmm. email us at bookshelfcheckout at gmail.com. Or if you just want to get in touch with us for um, more bookish questions or... To recommend books that you think are good that we should talk about. Or books that you think we would hate based on the, you know, genres that we said we don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also reach us on Instagram. I'm at the librarian in 3B. And I'm at the bookish cactus. But until then, we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.